Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whenever you have downloaded and streamed this. But live in the moment, it's nighttime. It's the right time. Mean streets of Park Hill to bring you Natchcast 18. Me, Mark. That guy, Josh. It's good to be with you. We got food news. We've always got food news. Cover it in style. But we got a sponsor this week, and that's the first order of business. Because we treat sponsors right. Dirty Lemon. Making Josh and we feel like a couple of dirty girls pounding Chardonnay on a Monday night. Dirty Lemon. Raw detox. What do you got? Reverse osmosis filtered water. Raw cold pressed lemon juice. Dandelion root extract. Ginger root extract. Activated charcoal. Josh can tell you what he thinks about charcoal later on sucks up toxins so as we detox we will tox by drinking beer we're drinking again it's back to episode 10 i think our all-time favorite so let's get to it thanks to dirty lemon you can uh text them to get some beverages what the hell look at that postmodern post postmodern 917-588-0640 917-588-0640 or in any moment at any moment in a matter of minutes hours or days dirtylemon.com let's do it begin let's get into it yep I'm gonna drink some of this Oh, the detox has begun. Yep. I snuck a few drinks before we hit record, too. It's oh, pretty good. Real lemony. Couldn't wait. Nope, couldn't wait. Um, geez, you know what I like, too, as I was just listening to your intro, right? The dandelion root extract. That's good for liver function. That supports healthy li- liver function. That's a health function. beverage. We're not just taking any. Well, no, I'm saying we're toxing, right? We're drinking some beer from Prost Brewing here in Denver. I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Because you're not drinking enough of the dirty lemon. It's, doesn't have any DEET in it. <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Jesus. But yeah, so you tox, you drink the alcohol, you drink a lot of the alcohol, and then you drink this. Not a lot, a lot of the alcohol, mm-hmm. but a little, you know. Like You, you have, indulge in the behaviors that make you happy. Yeah, you have seven or eight apple teenies. <laughs> then you come home and drink two of these. Oh, man. And then buy more, maybe a slice of bread. We got some housekeeping here. We do. Uh, and the first one has something to do with this adorable chef MD on PBS. Oh, yeah. I brought him up last week because uh, we were talking about uh, a new program to teach chefs more about uh, how to, healthy cooking, healthy eating. Yeah, Mediterranean should, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should actually cook healthy food so they and know I how to talk that about on, healthy food. I can just guy, keep going. There's a guy on PBS, Chef MD, who has like a little, he has little in-between show segments. His name is John LaPuma. MD. And he is, I was right. Was I not? He's fucking adorable. I said mm-hmm. that last week. Yeah, He's I've, like, I've only seen still photos. That didn't do it for you? No, I found, I if, if you watch the vi- Yeah, I mean, he's so cute. Because he's, he's got kind of, he's kind of like a little, he kind of talks like he's real excited and happy. Oh. And oh my God, we're cooking. And, All right, well, thumbs up from yeah, you. This is the man. I and reserve it, my thumbs until I actually see the performance. All right, well, you know, wake up. Here, I can tell you exactly when you, if you want to watch, uh, I think it's right before the Wailana that comes on at 6.30 a.m. on 12. Oh, I will catch that. Channel 12-2. All right. 
Yeah. Toxin all night. Let your body waste away. Mm-hmm. Now that them. I got some of these beverages. Hey, that's not going to help save your atrophied muscles. No. I got a correction, too. I mean, if you're not doing yoga. I'm swimming. Yo- okay. All right, you're 50 at- minutes hard. Oh, my God. Every day? <laughs> Every day. Uh, three, four days a week. Okay. Have you yeah. seen my pecs? <laughs> well, lift up your shirt. I got my camera right in hand. Uh-huh. I guess that, that'll happen later. We need to talk a little more first. Uh, I have a correction, too. I was talking about that show. It's an Amazon uh, original series that I incorrectly called Mozart in the City. <laughs> That's Mozart in the Jungle. Uh, my, my better half watched that while I was camping this weekend. The whole All series. Yeah, she said it was good. And then she started watching the other one you were talking about, Catastrophe. So she now I'm that watching too. that. It's kind of good. I had to look at that guy's butt. I think what you meant to say is you got to look at that guy's butt. Yeah, he's it's a, a gift. Totes adorbsy. He's real hairy. It's nice. But it's like you want to cuddle him a little bit. Are we talking about the chef or Rob Delaney? Either or. Um, oh, and actually leaping from Rob Delaney straight to Dife because she was she uh, early adopter of podcasts. This is at uh, Lady Faye on Twitter, at 3D Faye. Everybody knows who she is by now. At this point, yeah. If you don't know who Lady Faye is, then... I'm pulling up a tweet from her. Are you doing this or me? Or is this something else? What oh, you, you read got? the tweet. I was segueing into it because oh. I was saying she was an early podcast adopter. She was also, I think, one of the first people that knew about Rob Delaney on Twitter. Oh, and man. now he's like... It's a trendsetter. He's like the big shit. And now she knows about Dirty Lemon. And now she knows about, well, she's not about Natchcast for a while. Yeah, she sure has. She'll be able to say she was the first. D. Faye, at Lady Faye, July 16th, 1216, at Real Natch, in response to our story about lavender as a hot new food trend ingredient. Uber hot. Lavender needs to stay the fuck out of anything I am consuming. Oh. Mmm. This is in quotes. Mmm. I just love adding a bit of soap to my lemonade. Barf. All caps. Jeez, D. Faye. You know, if we were living in a communist regime that was forcing everyone to drink lavender, then I'd feel some sympathy for you, D-Fay. But you can vote with your dollar, girlfriend. Now, we also had Dave Carney on recently. We did. We've been chatting with him behind... Behind the scenes. Closed doors. About... (laughs) um, Late at night. Our favorite cooking channel, food channel, mostly PBS shows. What kind of underwear? Kind of what gets us going. Yeah, no. Yeah, what gets us going. Well, this, this warmed my heart. Because he thought of us. He did. Dave Carney is recommending a gluten book. I know. What was it called again? It was called uh, The Gluten Lie and Other Myths About What You Eat. Oh, yeah. And it's got a, the cover has like a scary oh, skull, skull made out of skull. toast. It's by Alan Levinovitz. It sounds like a pretty intense book. Well, what's weird about I read the synopsis. It sounds like gluten is just a big, like a piece of this book. It's more oh, about. Yeah, you like, don't like this. No, no, no. Yeah, all sorts of food. Yeah, it's saying like we're, we're reactionary and we're freaking out about a million different things that we think we shouldn't be eating and that really we should just kind of eat. I wonder if it's like you eat what you crave a little bit. Cause that's what I do. Like if I'm craving a glutino Oreo cookie, if I'm claiming if I'm craving six of them, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'll eat them and I'll just assume that that's what my body needs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like you don't realize that the setup <laughs> you you faltered so hard on the setup before you deliver. If well, I'm craving a glutino, or well, I was cooking. just sorry. I was just drawing from personal experience just today. Um, I'm okay, not, we no. have some glutino Oreo esque cookies, and I hadn't eaten much of a lunch. I was like you know what, I want three of these with my iced coffee. Three. And then I'm gonna get back to work. You had three. Well, I had one. 
And then about five minutes later, I had two. Hit the detox. I will. Remember when butter was the enemy? Now it's good for you. You may have lived through times when the Atkins diet was good, then bad, then good, get good. You may have wondered why all uh, your friends cut down on salt or went paleo. You might even be thinking about cutting out wheat products from your own diet. For readers suffering from dietary whiplash, the gluten lie is the answer. Well, I see. Oh, yeah. Of course. I think that I think if you read that book, which I will not do. What, on principle or just because you don't like uh, to read? Nah, I just don't. Yeah. It's not Fast Food Nation. You don't need to read That's it. That's right. I'm not into it. Okay. I don't think Dave is either. He didn't recommend that. Did he send us? Is that link a Powell's link, though? Yeah. That's Dave right there. Powell's? He Hardcore likes, indie? Well, yeah, he's just, he likes real bookstores, not bullshit. Well, good for him. I bet you he is not reading that book. No, I bet if we had Powell's gift wrapped that book and send it to Dave, he would not read that book. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless it was to find ammunition, despite <laughs> oh, people wait. who fad dieters. So you had another uh, piece of housekeeping here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you we, mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah, dude. <laughs> right, we got, uh, we little had a little Twitter moment. Well, they just favored Is that really a moment yeah, when someone favored it? <laughs> It's an acknowledgement that you exist. Well, now they in the know world. you exist. Yeah, I'm just excited for them. They did the whole. Uh, I'm excited for us. Patron, a favorite from uh, yeah, dude. Oh my god, who knows what's what around Seth the corner? John? Oh, um, or their assistant, because now they're loaded. I really don't think they are. No, I'm kidding. They set up that uh, Patreon page. Yeah, they got patronize, and they got yeah, like they got thousands of dollars coming in a month. They get to like make it yeah. real, as opposed to. Hey, this is pretty this real. Is like, this is great. Don't you? I mean that. And I got a quick bit of news. If anyone's been uh, following our Instagram account at Real Natch, you might have noticed uh, late last night, someone, me, was watching the uh, 1984 sci-fi classic Trancers for the first time. Oh, God. It's a trippy ass movie. Uh, it's about like a detective kind of he's he's in the future. I think it's like 700 years in the future or something at this point. And there's these trancers. It didn't look that future. Oh, this was when was it made? Eighty four. Eighty four. So it's eighty four's version of. But what they did that's smart is it like it opens up in the future, and that's the first clip where he goes into a coffee shop. He's looking for trancers. Oh, it's the real milk. It's sort of like Blade Runner esque. He's like trying to. He has to take out trancers, which are people who are being hypnotized by this dude named Whistler. I think is his <laughs> name. Not very intimidating. But uh, so yeah, he goes into a, a coffee shop or like a diner out on the out on an outer rim planet. <laughs> we're told <laughs> and he orders coffee and the lady's like real coffee that's gonna cost you and he's like oh i deserve it and then he says and bring me some real milk i don't want any of that soy crap so it's like the future right you can't even get real coffee yeah. we've been talking about that shit for episodes they, now they nailed it yeah and then later so then what happens is this whistler cat he figures out that he can go back in time and inhabit and hypnotize bodies of people who were his ancestor so he goes back to like 1980s Los Angeles and hypnotizes the head detective at the LAPD or something. Yeah, Fucking crazy. Yeah, sure. And then he's going to kill all the uh-huh. ancestors of the people who oppose him in the future. So it's got shades of Terminator. Yep. But then this cop, his his name's Death. That's his last name, but it's <laughs> D-E-T-H. He gets, <laughs> he gets sent back in time and put into the body of a journalist who uh, was like an ancestor of his. Power of the pen. Yeah. And when he wakes up, he's like in bed with Helen Hunt. So this journalist <laughs> had just taken Helen Hunt to bed, and then he wakes up in bed with her. 
where was I going with this? Oh, and then, so then <laughs> when know. he finally convinces her that all this shit's real, that this trancers, trancers shit is all happening, they're hiding out at a friend's house. She goes to get some, some dinner, comes back with Chinese food. And she's like, I got you this, this, and some beef lo mein. He's like, beef? Wait, like from real cows? And then, and then she's like, what? Yeah. And then he's like, wow. That's right. Peak meat. Yep. So Is this uh, a real movie? It is actually is a real it like movie. A, is this like an indie cult favorite that a lot of people know about? Or yeah. just you and a couple of your friends? I would say sci-fi fans know about it. Okay. Because it borrows liberally from other sci-fi movies. Um, and it's, it's fairly low budget. But it's really quite charming, actually. Helen Hunt's great in it because she's Helen Hunt. And I, I forget the guy, Tom Thompson. or His last name's Thompson. But he plays the... Detective Wait. Death or whatever the fuck. Thompson? Well, it's like his name is spelled T-H. You know, Thompson is usually T-O-M-P. No. It's not Thompson always, is it? Oh, my God. It just looked odd to me. That's all. People can't see it. People can't see the, the pleading in your eyes. <laughs> There's no pleading. No. Thompson is usually spelled T-H-O. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. See, the, now it's people can't see that the light bulb went off. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> a rich, a rich tradition continues. That is the best Here ever. on best ever. In any case, I'm. I honestly, if you like airplanes flying overhead, and if you like science fiction movies that are cheesy but have a lot of heart, Look. another thing from last week. I was rambling about a book that I couldn't remember the title of that I'm reading. That is not Fast Food Nation. I looked it up. Put it in the show notes. I appreciate that. That book is called The World Without Us, and that book's author is Alan Wiseman. And this guy is a fucking hell of a reporter. That's so, a hardcover book. Did you buy that book? No, you know what? This was one of my dad's books. Oh. My dad had about like 500, no, probably like 800 hardcover books in his apartment when he passed away. And I had to clean it all out. And I, it was hard. It took forever. Because even though I don't read a lot of books, I like hanging on to a lot of books. <laughs> so I was like, I can't get rid of this one. But this Did one, he have a hardcover Fast Food Nation? You could have gotten that and put it like he probably had a first edition. Framed it on the wall. No, he had most of his books were he had ass loads of books about the Rolling Stones and about blues musicians. Maybe something about the Velvet Underground. He was a pretty hip cat. So anyway, so this book, The World Without Us, it's wonderful. It imagines what the world's going to look like once humans cease to exist here, and mm-hmm. the book uh, takes liberties. You have to imagine a couple more weeks that I'm going to be reading this. Well, no. Oh, that that's going to happen? No. I mean, in, in his vision of this, like, you have to kind of imagine that humanity is just kind of wiped out very suddenly. Mm. Like, oh, either right, right, taken right. back up to Jesus or the mothership or wiped out by some crazy bug. But the whole, the whole idea is, like, how quickly would nature take back what we've done? So, chapter three. Could you read me a passage? I'm going to. Chapter three is called The City Without Us. And it's essentially about how Manhattan would deteriorate. And it's fucking fascinating. So after he spends a lot of time talking about uh, this, the plant and fauna species that were brought here uh, by immigrants or settlers or whatever, you know, not non-native species oh. of things. Okay. He talks about how those are going to, most of them take a shit and die. So then I'm just going to, I need a flashlight. It's what dark out doing? here. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. So I'm going to read. So this is uh, from page 31. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go ahead. I'm going to try to. The other invasion that has accosted, accosted natives, metals such as lead, mercury, and cadmium, which we, uh, 
which we talked about last episode too, will not wash quickly from the soil because these are literally heavy molecules. One thing is certain. When cars have stopped for good the fa and factories go dark and stay that way, no more such metals will be deposited. For the first hundred years or so, however, corrosion will periodically set off time bombs left in petroleum tanks, chemical and power plants, and hundreds of dry cleaners. Gradually, bacteria will feed on residues, residues of fuel, laundry solvents, and lubricants, reducing them to more benign organic hydrocarbons. Although a whole spectrum of man-made novelties, ranging from certain pesticides to plasticizers and insulators, will linger for many millennia until microbes evolve to process them. Kind of crazy, but what's really interesting, I, I think I picked that passage mainly because of the metals. Heavy metals linger, yeah, because we were talking about uh, metals showing up in kale and things like that. So heavy metals are hard to get rid of. Hyper accumulators, those cruciferous veggies. But it's good to know the irony that when humanity takes a dump somewhere, it stays for a while. But uh, what's fascinating is how much of it goes so quickly. Really? And, uh, well, that's actually that's that makes yeah. you feel better, Hi. sort of. Uh, it's calming to me. I mean, Manhattan, too. It, apparently, like, this, the uh, subway tunnels there are built under all the uh, sewage and uh, water so what's drainage gonna systems. To well, no. So there's, like, a full-time crew of dudes that their their whole job is basically to keep water out of the subways. Like, at all times. Mole people. Yeah. It's like a 24-hour day thing. They're, they're making sure water drains. And mole they're, people. They're not mole. What? <laughs> The, the book never calls them that. They're like city employees. Oh, these are people in the future. No, oh, these are people right now <laughs> in Manhattan right now whose job it is is to keep fucking water out of the subway and system. And I say they're mole people and you refuse to acknowledge. Well, it sounds derogatory. <laughs> well, it is. That's not what they are. It's See, that's I a think real they're, job they're noble, the, uh, hardworking people. I, I I'm sorry they didn't go to private it. school. Oh, I'm not doing Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, once these people are gone, like, once everyone's gone and no one's there to maintain these, like, delicate balances that keep actually keep the city from collapsing upon itself, like, it's, it's going to happen quickly. Water will invade. Except for those, except for the Pacific gyre. Yeah. He also says that uh, skyscrapers topple way before Gear. old stone buildings, like Grand Central mm. Station. That one will stick around. Yeah. Because it's just stone. Yeah. You know, it was it wasn't built with convenience as Brick. a and speed and efficiency as a as, as paramount Ephemeral. concerns. Ready? I'm kind of done. That's uh, <laughs> that's all I got. It's pretty bleak, dude. It's not bleak. It is bleak, but it isn't. Well, it's renewal. I, I, I don't like the thought of like all humanity being gone, but you know, if, if some of us are still around, it's kind of. It would be comforting in a weird way to know that nature is not really afraid of us. Or, you know, nature's like, yeah, whatever. Got rid of that problem. Yeah, we'll go ahead and swallow up this big weird city <laughs> that you built, this big pile of fucking litter. I guess we'll reabsorb it. Uh, huh. You weird fucking apes. Well, then what's going to... Then who? Then who? Then who's, who's running the show, then? Nature. No, just nothing. Oh, the other thing that was hilarious to me, and this is weird, this is something I've been barking about to people for a long time but like you know how you know, people always say like oh yeah only the roaches will be left that kind of shit no mm -hmm. without people keeping the city warm like heating their fucking houses and shit the roaches die quickly so do the rats hmm. so there you go so what does survive 
I put the book down. And I don't remember what page that was on. But according, no, actually, according to like, the outline, you're on page 31. Which, no, I'm ahead of that. I'm on chapter four now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have so much time to read. Update. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be reading this book for a while. The quantified no, coyotes, bears, falcons, that you, kind of you're shit. You're making it up. No, I'm not. Like falcons and shit will come falcons. and they'll eat all the rats up. The cockroaches will die. But there won't be they, any rats left. Cockroaches are tropical insects, so they can't live in a freezing cold ass city. So that. So you got coyotes and bears and... What are they going to eat? Each other? I don't fucking know. Your logic is flawed. Are you ready for the food tech doubleheader? Yes. The future of farming is a Fitbit for the farmyard. Wearables will monitor animals as closely as humans. By Ben Schiller at Fast Company Exist. Boom. Meanwhile... In Austin, Texas, Vital Herd has developed an e-pill that sits in cows' rumens, a part of their stomachs. After it's swallowed, the device senses for things like heart rate, respiration rate, stomach acidity, and hormone levels, and alerts workers by text message if a problem is found. It's designed for dairy herds. Brian Walsh, Vital Herd CEO, says 40% of dairy cows get sick each year, and that losses, losses from livestock animal sicknesses amount to this microphone is right in front of my eyes as I try to read this. <laughs> animal sickness amount to $5 billion a year in the U.S. alone. So, apparently, if you want to monitor your livestock herd, you kind of go out and just look at them and go, you look a little bit sick. Well, I think this article points out that Cows will try and hide and illness. And they try to hide their illness from you. Right? Like dogs and cats do it, too. Yeah, I know. Because most animals are like, oh, shit, it's a human. If it knows I'm sick, it's going to fucking kill me. <laughs> I just liked... Uh, well, and it's also ear tags, too, I think, can also be outfitted they to, were gonna do ear to monitor systems. Ear tags, these, these sort of ingestibles, they had a collar, and they had something else. Drone. One guy was going to use drone somehow. There was like, a rectal implant as well. That was not in the story. Maybe we're reading different articles. <laughs> Maybe we are. What you, I really, you, you want to get me, you, you're trying to get me revved up, aren't you? On the internet of things. <laughs> it's a huge UX concern. God. I, no, all I wanted to do was mention the companies trying to sort of uh, stake their claim in this, what is this, agricultural quantified right. yeah, wearable the quantified, market. The quantified self. Of, which is probably a great fucking idea, right? Of non-selves. Although the pork, you know, there's a cow trying to hide his sickness. You can't hide from the, the drone. Quantified cow eyes. Doing your thermal assessment from above. Here's the company's trying to claim this space. Quantified ag. Vital herd. Silent Is that herdsman. owned by uh, <laughs> Bell Agworks? Silent herdsman. What? Silent herdsman. It's great. Is I think that it's, someone's Twitter handle I or think is that a company? Great. I think it's a company. Silent herdsman. Yeah. Working closely with transfers. <laughs> to take out these bullshitting cows. That just seems like a no-brainer to me. Well, yeah, I mean it's a. Like, I mean, me? Am I going to ingest something to get monitored with some sort of Wi-Fi beacon out of my bowels? I don't know. Yeah, but are you? Give it a cow. Are you going to ingest a tiny little robot that'll laser out fucking cancer, cancer cells? cells? If I have cancer cells, probably. But I'm not going to have any. Oh yeah, dirty lemon detoxing. We're not claiming it cures cancer, by the way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But hey. Getting detox or getting toxins out of your body? That should be everyone's concern. Is that a tagline? I don't think they Probably want not. It. It's a little cumbersome. We're not being paid to ideate. Sea bacon. You ready? You got more on this? That was a quick hit. I do got more on sea bacon. Oh. If you want to talk about, well, I'll save it. 
I say, I'll set it up. Why don't you set it up and then Pro knock move. it down? <laughs> you set it up before I just barf on it. <laughs> Great. Bacon of the Sea, OSU, that's um, Oregon State University, creates super The food. Ducks. <laughs> My parents went to school there. Give me, give me a beer, too, please. Okay, let me open Make you yourself useful while I do it. OSU creates superfood seaweed that tastes like bacon by Paul Craig. Hawaii News Now, I don't think. Uh, okay, Hawaii News Now. There we go. That's where I got this one, people. Hawaii News Now. Okay, <laughs> let's just gloss over that. It sounds Premium. legitimate. Researchers at Oregon State University may have developed the greatest food product in the history of eating. That's the first line. This is a weird Hell of article. a lead. <laughs> it's good for Hell you. of a press release. It grows rapidly. And the real kicker, it tastes like bacon. Initially, it might not sound or look too appetizing. It's a red marine algae called dulls that looks like translucent red lettuce and grows in the wild along the Pacific and Atlantic coastlines. Cut. Researcher Chris Langdon and colleagues at OSU's Hatfield Marine Science Center have now created and, pa- and patented... <laughs> A new strain of dulls. This strain is an excellent source of minerals, vitamins, and antioxidants with up to 16% protein and dry weight. To put it in perspective, researchers say it has twice the nutritional value of a much better known superfood. Bacon. Right. Kale. Oh. Shit on it, buddy. Okay. Well, I mean, what? Gotta make everything taste like fucking bacon, huh? Oh, that's that was it? No, there's more. I've had... Is it dulls or dulce? Either way. Dulce. It's not dulce. (laughs) I've had dulce before, and it actually just kind of has... Is it in a seaweed salad? uh, Sometimes. You can buy it. Um, Eden Organics, I think, makes it. Mm -hmm. Because that's why I I usually buy their seaweed. What do you give me that look for? When I roll sushi, which I do sometimes. Yeah. That's hilarious to you? No, it's great. I bought some dulce ones, and it was actually when we had a, a pizza party. We had some friends over to make pizza. And it was right around the same time I think I had first pickled uh, red onions. Like quick pickle. You ever do that? I quick pickle the shit out of stuff. Do you? You bet. You're not just saying that? Both. Okay. Well, it's easy. You just uh, pour a bunch of vinegar into a pot. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, I can't Cook tell. it down, then you put it in the... It's kind of airtight. You put a sugar and some seasonings in there. Anyway, I quick pickled some fucking dulce just to get fucking wild. Just to find an excuse to use the F word again. I don't think. I was just, I just been... Yet qu- again, you're set up. You've, you've gone off the... How, no, I'm saying that I was You can't in a, deliver the punch you think you're going to deliver you when you've gone, I got wild by quick pickling some dulce. That is an impactful statement, my friend. Okay. You, have you quick pickled dulce? No. Because it tastes fucking crazy when you quick pickle it. Oh. It tastes like pickled weird... Really? I mean, it's like bacon, not bacony, but it has that like full. This one, this is a patented strain you have not tasted, and it tastes like bacon. All right, and wait saying. a minute, it is the uh, hold on, the greatest food product in the history of eating. Well, there we go. May, no. may, no. may be that. Look, anything that's like that they're they're trying to pitch it to you by making it taste like bacon. That's a that's a red flag right there. That's a yeah, red flag a with bacon. some fatty marbling. Over baconed. Yeah. Under. Dandelion rooted exactly. over bacon. Yeah. Moving on. Is it, well, it's, it's, just, it's actually a little bit insulting. I am getting mad. It's like this whole Maxim culture. It's like like bacon. Like if a man will only eat if it tastes like bacon. No. No. This man will eat it because he knows quick it might be good for him. <laughs> I'll fucking quick pickle it. 
I'll fuck with it. I'll mess with it. I'll make it kind of inedible. And watch How many people. beers have you had? I'm finishing my second. Okay, good. About to open my third. You got to tox the are detox. You? Yeah, but where are you in your beverage? I'm halfway. Which beverage? Yeah, good question. I'm moving on. I don't, I don't, the time of day is not warranted beyond what has already been bequeathed. <laughs> what the ever-loving shit are you talking I'm not going anywhere with anything. Charcoal, oh, what is this? Mm. Charcoal sucks out toxins. You picked this because of the sponsor. I did. That's smart. I'm good like that. You are good like I'm that. like, oh, sponsor, let me find something for you. I'll help you. The New Detox Charcoal by Nicole Catanese. Harper's Bazaar. But this is old, right? This isn't. I wouldn't. I mean, well, not that old. 2014. Old is relative. It is. What's old is new. October 24th, 2014. Charcoal isn't absorbed by the body. It goes in, clings to poisons and toxins, then moves out. That's the beauty of it. And why it's in all of our cleanses, says Danielle Charbonneau. Director of Operations of Juice Served Here. The odd is a juice served I don't know if people like cleanse... I like I like uh, detox more than cleanse, which is I think why that plane is loaded with people <laughs> who are loaded with toxins. Yes, it is. There is something faddish about the cleanse that is not as faddish about the detox. You always got to detox because you're always toxing. Wait, what's the difference? Okay. Yeah. See, I'm getting somewhere. You're my. You're not there. This sounds like a semantic argument to me, but. What's the difference between detox and cleanse? Imagine you're going to launch a product. Well, yeah, well, you want to be associated with cleanses? Yeah, you're oh. going to call it a raw detox, not a raw cleanse. Mm-hmm. All right. You don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm waiting this to see. This is insider shit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That's all I had. That was the insider <laughs> shit? <laughs> inside. I think the cleanse... This is what people are paying you to ideate? <laughs> no. They're like, okay, well, I wouldn't go with cleanse. Mm-hmm. Have you thought detox? The difference? Negligible. Don't worry about it. Oh, not even. See? (laughs) Body every man. It goes in, clings to poisons and toxins, then moves out. That's the beauty of it and why it's in all of our cleanses. Mm, Possibly a dirty word. Cleanse. Says Danielle Charbonneau, director of... I want to talk about this. Oh, yeah. uh I'm going to interrupt you. I want to know what you think about charcoal. I'll get to that. But activated carbon is unique compared to, say, the kind you light up in your barbecue. In that it contains tons of tiny pores that allow it to act like a super sponge as soon as it hits your digestive tract. This is you. Yeah. Yeah. Your Brita water filter is filled with it. I've noticed that. In fact, that's how you know when you uh, need to change them because they start like peppering your water with little pieces of charcoal. Have you noticed that? I wouldn't know. It's a free detox. It's no, a life no, hack for you. Don't filter my Denver water. Snow melt. Okay. Yeah, snow melt. Clear as a baby's yeah, bottom. That's coming right down the mountainside. Oh. <laughs> into your fucking faucet. Oh, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, where was I? It's also used to line gas masks and as a lifesaver in the ER for patients who've had toxin exposure or have overdosed on drugs. Now, Whoa. Really? Dude, I've had firsthand experience with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my roommate in college uh, drank like had severe alcohol poisoning. I had to take him to the ER and I had to sit in the waiting room and listen to him vomit. He had a very singular, I'd heard him vomit before. It was kind of like a, sounded like, like a villain dying or something. It was horrible. But part of, part of getting a stomach pumped was 
pumping him full of charcoal because for the next few days he was like dude ugh my mouth tastes like a fucking barbecue so so yes what's your dog doing man he's patrolling man he wants this uh, podcast to remain safe okay good he's being a little funny though he's a good boy he's a big boy I say good he's good too uh, so what, what were you saying? This is you and your shit magnet theory. Oh, th- this is my only concern. And it's a concern that's raised in this article briefly is that, uh, as charcoal moves through your digestive tract, t- track? T- 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 mm-hmm. it's not just sucking out toxins. It's, it's so porous and magnetic or whatever that it's just sucking out nutrients too. It's just pulling it all out. It's like moving through. You a doctor? No, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's like the like reverse chemo or something. Like it's uh, <laughs> instead of killing every cell to eliminate the bad cells, it's just like we'll take it all. So I think that's why it's important to tox before you detox. That's Tyson diet. That's t- you tox a little bit. Yeah. You know, if I like this morning, I had a shitload of probiotics. Well, that was my question. If we're here detoxing live, did you sufficiently tox during the day? I'm toxing right now. Well, I, wow. I went and ate at Noodles and Company. There you go. With my kids. So well, there was probably some GMOE. No, they're, not they're that charcoal's cleanish. gonna yank that out, but they're cleanish. Cleanish. What? Yeah. What are you no, doing? I just my thing died, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. I'm not too worried about it. My phone's about to die. <gasps> I was gonna tell you a story about uh the master cleanse though. I don't think I don't know if the science is sound on No, it's not. Your theory or any theory, probably. I'm not saying it is. I just it's something I read in that article that I that crossed my mind. Yeah, sure. That if you're gonna detox, you gotta be willing to tox. <laughs> God. Yes, you do. What's wrong with Man, that? Man, that's yin yang. That's like uh if you got it, there's your tagline. And speaking of toxing, so here's if you want to detox, you gotta be willing to tox. Yeah. And be as speaking of being willing to tox, I'm gonna tell you a little quick story here. Back in the day when I lived with a bunch of dirtbag dudes. In a booze-soaked... Vomiting like villains in the, in the ERs of Colorado? No, that was in college. This is post-college. This is oh. when I'm a, a burgeoning professional. In this booze-soaked duplex. And uh, I think maybe we've been hitting it a little hard for a while. We decided, like, we need to... What are you hitting? Just beer. Okay. Not really even much hard liquor. Just lots of beer. Like, wow, lots of beer. In 40s, of some course. Bumps. Doing some bumps. No, I was never big into bumps. That was your thing. Uh, but anyway, we decided, we heard about the master never. cleanse, which is the... Uh, never done it. It's a cleanse where you, you, you take... It usually runs about 10 days, and you eat nothing. Oh, God, you did this? Yeah, and all you do is drink uh, water yeah. with uh, grade B organic maple syrup. For some reason, it was important that it was grade B. <laughs> and then cayenne. You can take cayenne pepper pills, or you can put cayenne right into your little... Uh, maple syrup water thing. Oh, and then lemon. Back? What is that gesture? Actually, lemon. I think you put lemon in it too. Yeah, lemon. Yeah. So, I did this a few different times. Uh, I'm not, and this is not an endorsement. Full. You did full ten day cycles a couple times. Yes. Uh, and actually, how often? We wait, how often? This was over like a four year period. Okay. All right. But what's crazy about it's it? It's like is, you were addicted to the master cleanse. No, far from it. Because you really had to prepare yourself to do it. And for the first three days, it was grueling. Because you, you headaches, start, headaches, right? No headaches. Just like you realize how much of your time and attention is consumed by eating and drinking things, hmm. especially in that house. It was like drinking lots of forties and just eating lots of cheese and shit like that. 
So once you and, and then so when you're doing this cleanse, like you can't go out to eat, you can't go out to the bars, you can't. You don't have any responsibility. You can drink chamomile tea, and read books and watch television is all you can do. So it's like you're adjusting to that, and you are very very hungry for the first three days. So you're just like laying down. You can't even like move around. No, you're not really even tired because your body's burning the sugar and the maple syrup mm. for energy apparently and toxins. Then, but then you wake up on about morning four. And all the of a sudden, you, you feel very light. You shut the bed. No, you feel like you're filled with helium almost. You Whoa. feel very light and airy. And at that point, you're not hungry. So at that point, you're just basically dealing with, the, dealing with the boredom of not being able to eat. This was a mental struggle for you. Well, it's a journey is what it is. Mm. And so then what happens is, uh, and this is one of the recommendations, is after your digestive tract is completely cleared out, which is usually by about day four, you start doing oral enemas. Which is where you, this, this is, this was actually the hardest part of the whole freaking thing. So you take a, you get a quart of like warm water and you put in like two tablespoons or a quarter cup of salt, like a shitload of salt. And then you just, you have to chug it because it tastes so bad. And we had these huge. You're drinking warm salt water. Yeah. We had these huge beer steins that were 32 ounces. So that's what, that's what we used. And the first morning, it was day four. And <laughs> you guys were doing this like as a collective. That, I, I, that's something I realized that I glossed over is that all three of us who lived in this house and one other guy who was kind of slept on our couch a lot, we were all doing this, this cleanse at the same time. So on morning four, we're, I'm guiding them through, I think because I had the intel or whatever i was guiding them through the oral enema so we all like toast with these huge beer steins full of salt water and just chug 32 ounces of salt water it's very important to let josh guide you through the oral enema (laughs) whatever you do during the master cleanse let josh guide you through the oral enema at real natch you can reach me there uh so anyway so we all guzzle 32 ounces of salt water and then in a matter of like just barf on each other no 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 like within two take minutes take your shirts off <laughs> no 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 we're all sitting on the couch and then you hear and it's almost like Dolby surround sound because everyone's guts at the same time like <laughs> and it's like you hear the water just like pistoning through your freaking mm. intestines nice. and then all of a sudden we all had to poop really bad <laughs> oh no and there's but only there's, one toilet there's only one bathroom so we're fighting over it and but basically you just go in and you you animate a bunch of salt water. And then these little things look like little bits of yarn, which I think is like kind of the, the stuff that's uh, collecting in the folds of your digestive tract. Parasites, maybe. No, nah, it's just like gunk. Little tiny worms. But anyway. Giardia. That's a great story, Josh. <laughs> there's, so, an, there's a, there's a, a should we do it? Let's do it. The master cleanse. Ugh. No, I'm never doing it again. I don't think I want to do it. Cause I'd I, rather drink this beverage. No, this, th- this is what I'm talking about. This is a more sensible. Yeah, I don't like think something I that it. just moves through periodically and leeches out. Who cares if it takes some nutrients? I drink so many probiotics. I got drink some em, to huh? spare. I've been drinking them in kefir lately. I love kefir. I love it. I enjoy it. I wouldn't say that I love it, but I'm taking I, a hit. Lose <laughs> a little dirty girl. Look at you. I guess we should explain too why we keep keep on with the dirty girl thing it's because mm. dirty lemon is is uh currently being marketed mostly to pretty ladies <laughs> via their instagram account which was well ro- i don't know the i mean the, the the marketing involves pretty ladies true and but but they're they're 
It does I would I would have to guess that the demo then is other pretty ladies as opposed yeah. to three dudes with their shirts off in one toilet finishing up a master class. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're in the market too, I think. <laughs> they might be paying attention on the side. I mean, for how dirty and glance. depraved we were, we were searching for some sort of cleanliness. Right. We wanted to be absolved. Yeah, if you went all the way through it. Well, but that's kind of a macho thing too. I can do this. I don't remember it being Let's too get those little yarn thing. guys out today. Ugh. I remember us doing a lot of stretching too. Very zen. We should check in with our beverage well, and our sponsor. That's what I was just doing. Oh, I was going to talk How'd about go? girls with gluten. How'd it go? It went good. I mean, all you have to do is go back, is go back to, I think, episode six. Listen to us talk with Zach Normandon and uh, the mic situation then was a real problem. No, that was all time low on audio. It sounds like we're in the belly of a whale. I think there's a lesson there, though. What? We should crap out the audio more often and people want to sponsor us. That's a good point. I think that's why we decided to do it outside with the threat of airplanes. I don't think that's why. That's part of it. I'm looking up the uh, episode. Well, Not we, six, five. Okay, episode five, which actually is technically the sixth episode. So, Oh, you nailed it. Booyah. I'm liking it. I like that it's refreshing to me. Oh, I drink the shit out of this. I want to be aligned with pretty ladies. I want charcoal. Moving yeah, through me. I'd rather have the charcoal moving through me. One exciting thing, too. You is, can't OD uh, on charcoal, right? No, uh, it'll... Could I drink like... It'll stain your poop black, too. Oh. From what I've read. How do you know my poop isn't already black? <laughs> I'm hoping it's Chair not. creaked. <laughs> it's uh, not? No, it's not. It's... No. Yeah. I did go camping, but let's not talk about that. So... Wait, what happened on your camping trip? Oh, you know. You, oh, oh, because charcoal's made from... No, well, there was a campfire. Wood. You were gnawing on a piece of <laughs> no. charcoal you pulled out of the fire pit? Just, you trying to get the jump on me? <laughs> like, I'm going to out-detox you? No, no, it's fine. It's not worth talking about, really. Mm. I think it's pretty refreshing. I think I could drink... Uh, I don't know the price point on this puppy. There's some silt in the bottom. That's the, that's the activity. I like it, though. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, some people don't like the chunks in kombucha. Dude, I... I love when I get a big snotty one. Oh, man. I, there's something about the SCOBY that you gave me that I'm still using. <laughs> I still... The child of many mothers. Mm. I bottle it. Maybe it's the way I bottle it. So I run you the... You don't fir- bottle it. You well, mason jar it. That, that's, what I, that's what I meant. I, I, I run the cycle, and I, then I scoop it all into mason jars, seal them up. They all grow new mothers inside them. Like full new month, like it's on the you way to being be a whole mushroom. You might not be letting them go far enough. Maybe they're not eating enough of the. You let them get a little sour. It's very strong. Well, I mean, I, it's like a it's like a solid glob of snot in the middle of it. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. That I have a, an that. aggressive scoby. <laughs> <laughs> My scoby packs a heavy load. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Hmm. Hold on. So well, I finished mine. You did. Yeah. You gonna read a little bit of the? No, they sent me info? something about. I showed you this. Hashtag yes to more. I like that on Instagram. Yeah. It allows you to just talk about a bunch of stuff you want to do. Well, more yes this, to more. It's more an invitation. That. It is an invitation. Much like girls with gluten. We approve of real life, of real food, and real behavior. We know that small indulgences are good for sanity. We believe that spontaneity should be valued and a little mischief made. Balance is key. You got that right. That's Tyson Diet One Hundred and One. Activated charcoal. 
Just one gram of activated charcoal has a, oh, you were trying to say this, a surface area of up to 2,000 square meters, making it a magnet for toxins in the body. Mm-hmm. That is better copy than yours, which was shit magnet. A giant shit magnet moving through your guts? <laughs> Not as good. I don't know. I see that on a t-shirt. Whoa! The activated charcoal in our raw detox is pharmaceutical grade. That's like the good. That's like... That's some primo that's charcoal. That's cut. That's cut from... The, um, that's government charcoal. <laughs> sourced exclusively from coconut shells. <sighs> Dude, you know what's funny is as I was researching... I love that. You know why? Because everybody's drinking this coconut water. No, you wasted great. all these shells? I don't want, really want to give... Uh, Highest quality charcoal in the do you market. Remember the, who's the bulletproof Dirty guy? Do you remember the bulletproof guy's name? Bulletproof coffee? I forget uh, his name. But when as I was doing a Google search to find out about charcoal detoxing, an article on his site came up. And that was a big thing he was talking about, was that it comes from uh, coconut shells. Or, it, well, you're saying it can come from wood, or he's like, or even better, coconut yeah. shells. Yeah. Even better for him. His <laughs> My bl- own brand yeah, of coconut shells. proprietary <laughs> blend of oils. Bulletproof is like, coconut shells. Yeah, bulletproof <laughs> shells. I was going to throw these away, but here you go. <laughs> Charcoal. Oh, why are we so... Okay. Awesome. I don't know. Uh-huh. Overheated organic. Yours. Organic farming is actually worse for climate change than conventional farming by Dina Shanker. That's right. So this, God, I wish this came as a surprise, but kind of doesn't. So, uh, yeah, it does. This is bullshit. You don't believe it? I don't. This study sounds weird. Well, I mean, any study's a little weird. Oh, but this one was particularly weird. All right. But the points they make that are good. So they're, yeah, this, the, the way they did the study is a little funky. Uh, I mean, I can read it if you want. It's kind of boring. I'll tell you their point. Well, I know the point, but the way they, anyway, they were studying emissions from 49 different states, right? Yeah, they studied this sort of pollution data and decided to normalize. I mean, that, that's my question. How do you get from that to like, oh, yeah, these agriculture, these organic farms are more heavy emitters than those over there. How do you know that if you're just like... Well, he designed a model that controlled for variables like population growth, the expansion of land use for agriculture, and other socioeconomic factors. But if this is true, the the one thing Nature doesn't play that way. Well, the one thing that's interesting, if this is true... Can't normalize it. ...is their claim is that uh, it's because all this organic farming isn't being done by mom and pop... Big old organic big people. It's like big organic. Yeah, it's like big industry, heavy scale ag industry trying to, to do figure good for out. The world. Like, Let me scale it up. How can I grow ass loads of organics? Oh yeah. And there's also a side claim in here that uh, tomatoes, organically grown tomatoes, for some reason, produce more hmm. night nightshades. Nightshades. Some people are allergic to nightshades. You, you bet know they that? are. Gives them leg pain. That's not funny. You son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. That's a, yeah. long, that's a jewel for the long-time listeners right there. All sorts of Easter eggs. Yeah, and some organically grown crops, like tomatoes, simply take more GHGs than their conventional counterparts, and this is amplified when done en masse. I don't... Yeah, so maybe, you know, big is bad, small is good. Local yeah. is good. Big local. Can we create a big local movement? Big local? Mm-hmm. To can, scale up local? Can we scale local? <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's probably right. I mean, I don't know. Big organic versus small organic, sure. Probably a bigger polluter in a minute. But it, it, uh, come on. The big takeaway here is no pesticides. That's good news. Yeah. For streams, salmons, 
<laughs> fly fishermen's. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah. whole cycle of you try and do one thing right, you you take an unintended dump somewhere else. Yeah, that's the lesson to be learned in life. Tough one to learn in organic farming. What else we got here? This water is the shit. Mm. Yeah. Drought-stricken California farmers look to tap urban wastewater by Lauren Summer. This is an NPR.org. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to the silt. Yeah, the silt's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It's a little, a little grainy. Are my teeth there? Mm. It should come with a little toothbrush. That's, Could. I, that's ideation. Yeah. Or like one of those little rubber-tipped uh, toothpicks. I mentioned that because the packaging, our friend behind this is always... um. Out front on packaging. Came with a little Sharpie. Oh, it did. The box and some of the marketing materials have, you know, white, uh, Dirty Lemon says yes to blank. Give you a little Sharpie to write it on there. I love Sharpie. I don't Sharpies. know if my teeth are gray or black, but if they were and I was pretty, I might want a little toothbrush. Mark, uh, I'm going to break it to you. You are pretty. <laughs> You're downright beautiful. This water is the shit. That's a segue for you to do the I already story. said that part. Well, I gave it back to you. Oh, you're, oh, okay. You're passing the funk. I got it. Uh, so so what's happening here is maybe you've heard that there's a... Oh, Drought-stricken California. Yeah, there's a water crisis in California. They need water for their crops. Look so, to tap urban wastewater by Lawrence... I already did this. You did? Jesus. Where'd I go for that? I don't know. You were probably gazing at yourself. You probably Taking found a reflective teeth. surface, and you're just like, God, I'm good looking. Man, I am... <laughs> I am dirty lemon to the core. So much more than that. It is. There's there's beauty inside and out, Mark. Give me the quote. Well, I'm, I was getting to the thing that would lead me to the quote. <laughs> through throwing landmines <laughs> my way. Stepping over your shoes. Here's the deal, all right? Drought-stricken California, they're in Modesto, specifically. They're trying to figure out a way Ooh, to Modesto. turn. Modesto, that that's rough there, man. Home of Granddaddy. That's <laughs> oh, a wonderful band. Well, I lived near Modesto. It's hot, hot as well, yeah. balls. It, yeah. Ooh. So they're trying to figure out a way. Inland Empire. They want to water that's some crops because there's a lot of farmland that's not even being used because there's just Empire's not enough water. Off Inland LA. Empire is, you know, it's like Central, off Mulholland LA. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, no, no. Wait, I don't know. No, it's when you go off the, in, into the interior from LA. Okay. I was confusing I my... I know this. Confusing I, my lynches. I have no idea if I'm right. <laughs> uh, so anyway... God, everything that goes down the drain in the city of Modesto from 240,000 people ends up here, which is a water treatment plant. Uh, hat tip at Shaggy Brownie. Shaggy Brownie will know he could crush this. He should be doing this article. He should be. He's going to hear me doing it and be like, dude, dude shut up. Do it right. There, you do, Well, you've been there for some of these. You get him talking about what actually uh, wastewater processing. Yeah. It's like not that. In your mind, you're like, okay, you got to pour like a bunch of bleach on this stuff in order to use it again. No, it's little bugs. They float them in there and they eat away this stuff. And then they take them to another tank and do something else over there. And you, you got to with- use a net to uh, skim off the blueberries. <laughs> I remember him telling me that. That's not, is that what? Really? Yeah, a lot of blueberries don't get fully digested and they float. <laughs> Jesus. So sewage may not seem like an obvious water source, but as Wong says... Sorry, Wong, I don't know your first name right now because I'm reading out the Google Doc. Water is water. As long as it's wet, it's water, and it's valuable. And that water will be disinfected with ultraviolet light once yeah, new equipment go. is installed. Part of a $150 million upgrade 
to meet new water quality requirements. It won't be drinking water quality, but according to state standards, it will be clean enough to use on crops. The plan is to build a six-mile, $100 million pipeline to carry the wastewater to a canal that goes to local farms called the North Valley Regional Recycled Water Program. It would be the largest water recycling project of its kind in the state. I have an anecdote. It's not a personal anecdote. Okay. Do you remember when Bill Gates drank poop water? Seems like something I would remember. <laughs> you don't remember that. It was sort of to be emblematic. Like, here's poop water mm-hmm. that has been... Depooped. Depooped. And he drank it. He said, it's great. He's still standing. He's, tr- well, he's still standing. He's trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to plenty of social psychologists on this topic as it relates to GMOs or other things. But it's kind of this, there are some things... You can't sell people on? There you go. It's called evidence insensitivity in the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, when something is set up as a sacred value, like I mean, God or we nature don't drink or shit natural water. or clean water. But here's, here's the thing. Every- right, so I'm telling you, it's like if, if you were ideating a Natch Lab with us, yeah. well, this might be a problem because we wouldn't be on the same page. I can tell that right now. But if you're like, right, what am I going to do? I need to sell this product. You're like, Dude, that product is not going to sell. Well, you don't need to. Okay, here's the thing, though. You don't really need. You can't convince you don't need people a marketing or team. market people into into thinking that. Yeah, but the, the, it's kind of irrelevant here because you don't need to. Like, there's no fucking water. Oh yeah, I'm drinking it. I'll drink the poop water in a heartbeat. Did you read the article? Because it's not I'll, about drinking and the then poop I'll water. Then I detox. <laughs> Their whole point is not to drink it, but to water crops with it. <laughs> So we're not to the point of drinking poop water just yet. I did not read this article. <laughs> I can tell. They're not trying to get people to drink it. Is that what you want me to do? Drink poop water? Because I will do it. I, I like your zeal. Mark, is if, if poop water wants to sponsor the podcast, Mark. We'll get, we'll get some from Shaggy Brownie. Mark. Oh, that'd be a great. We'll just drink poop water one night. That doesn't sound fun. I'm up for almost anything, but that sounds gross. Well, I mean, p- perfectly Deep, but here's the oh, here's the point I was going to make is that very sanitary. Pretty much every drop of every molecule hypoallergenic. Ever it would be a molecule cluster, non-GMO. Okay, every drop of water on this planet, cold pressed, was somebody's piss at some point, be it a person or a dinosaur or whatever. Like it's oh, all stardust, baby. That's right. It was some. It was the moisture in someone's big old dookie. So, <laughs> so just embrace it. It's like I don't know. <laughs> How, how far removed can you get from the poopiness? That's the question. Yeah, until it's okay. That Well, they've done these studies. I can't remember. Ultraviolet light. I don't have the it's details. Like a, it's like a shortcut. Instead of it I having do. to vaporize oh. and turn into a cloud and come back down, ultraviolet I light. I haven't told you my water story. This is a legitimate uh, social psychological experiment done on people with water. Okay. Glass one. And you got to rate how natural this is. This is a, this is a goldmine intelligence for the natural products industry. You got to rate how natural this water is. I've told this story like thousands of times. I can tell because you're really getting right to the point. <laughs> okay, clear. so you got water. I'm I'm gonna pour it out of the tap, put it in a glass, clear, looks clean. Give it to you drinking, like 100 percent natural. Maybe maybe your mind's going to ninety or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> My mind then I put in, trying to figure out what the hell you're. I talking put in, about. I put in some food coloring. Like red. Give you that. How natural is that? 
Is the food coloring made from a natural source? Like, why would I think red water is natural? That's so. How natural is it? You have to rank it. You have to rate it. Okay, well, percentage. If, it, if it's like a gleaming red, I'm gonna. It's a gleaming red that it has food coloring in it, which is a chemical dye. This good. is a very good. dumb study. Good. <laughs> what, what, no, you are. I'm experimenting on you. We will oh, close oh, the I'm, podcast oh, with I'm this. I'm the subject. <laughs> You're the subject. Oh, wow. So, so I gave you, but I, I'm telling you that the first glass of clear tap water, you can even see I got it out of the tap. You're pantomiming very well, yes. <laughs> yes. And so you gave that 100. No, but I didn't. then, yeah, you did. I'm telling you, you did. <laughs> and then, and then but a... now you get to free will, you can exercise. You see me, whoop, bloop, drop, drop, red, red, turns brilliant red. How much? How much? percent. Good answer, Josh. Okay. Now I take that red glass back and I put in, you're not listening. I, I put am. in some electrolytes, like okay. some like some energy boosters and I give it to you. How natural is it now? 82. Oh, you went the wrong way. All right. Electrolytes are less natural than chemical dyes? No, it has both in it. Oh, both? Yeah. This is a dumbass study. <laughs> People pay people to do this Just shit? come on. 62. <laughs> You're fucking with me. Then I take it all away. Okay. Take your red glass full of electrolytes, put it in a centrifuge, spin it. Take all that stuff out of there. It's clear again. How natural is that? 50. Boom. You nailed it. <laughs> Least oh. natural of the bunch. Even though that's probably the clean, as clean and better, better even than the tap. Because you know what was in there. You tinkered around with it too but much. But see, that's the thing. you got to get people understanding that... You tinkered around with it. There's like... It, their water was in a dinosaur's asshole. Dude, Once like upon a time. I don't know how you're going to... That's a mind bender. You need some trancers on that. It's fucking right. <laughs> Good night. Thanks for listening. Natchcast episode 18. Fun as always. Dissecting the food news of the world in radical fashion. Talking about naughty stuff a little bit. Drinking that Dirty Lemon. Great first sponsor to have. Thank you, Dirty Lemon. At Dirty Lemon Detox on the Instagram. Hashtag yes to more. Yes to more what? Yes to more of the stuff that might be a little bit bad for you. That you might want to flush out of your system with some... Some yummy charcoal. Anyway, I need more. I'm going to text them. 917-588-0640. More dirty. Make me more dirty. Me more dirty, please. Me say bye now.